everyone. Welcome to the Daily Word. I'm really glad that you've joined me. And for our Daily Word, we're in Ezekiel 28 today. What I'd like to do is share verses 1 to 5 with you. And then let's talk just for a few minutes today about how in pride we are never more unlike God. So if you would, hear the word of the Lord. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, give the prince of Tyre this message from the sovereign Lord. In your great pride you claim, I am a God. I sit on a divine throne in the heart of the sea. But you are only a man and not a God, though you boast that you are a God. You regard yourself as wiser than Daniel and think no secret is hidden from you. With your wisdom and understanding, you have amassed great wealth, gold and silver for your treasuries. Yes, your wisdom has made you very rich, and your riches have made you very proud. Well, friends, uh, Tyre is uh, a major trade port at this time. It actually has um, one of the, the few natural deep water ports, and, and so the, the city and this, this nation developed really around trade, and, and so there, there was the development of seafaring and import, export, every aspect uh, of trade. So there's a lot of, lot of money coming through this place, and, and this uh, great wealth being amassed by, uh, by the king of, of Tyre, uh, does as sometimes this, in fact, happens, where this great wealth creates great pride. He comes to this place where he is so filled with pride that he essentially places himself in place of God. He calls himself even uh, a god. He believes that he has this extraordinary and divine wisdom, that he's accomplished all of these things, and, and so his pride, we'll see, will be his downfall, and he's going to fall under the judgment uh, of God. And so uh, the, <laughs> the first 10 verses of Ezekiel 28 are, are very straightforward, right? Uh, <laughs> but then we get to 11, and my goodness, if you've read it yet, you know what I'm talking about. We, we get to a passage that is quite difficult to understand. We're taken to Eden to the garden of the Lord. It, it, it seems before the fall. And, and you know, then we have another element. It's been pointed out that the stones that we're reading about here are the stones from the Old Testament priest's breastplate, the stones that were, the, that were installed there. And so some have concluded because of that that what this passage is really about is the, the judgment of God on the corruption of the priesthood. And, and certainly that, that seems like that could very well be an, an, an element uh, of this, but there, there is, it seems to me, something uh, larger going on than that. Ezekiel points to an angelic being. So, so we're talking about the, the fall of the king of Tyre, and now we've shifted all the way over to a direct address of an angelic being uh, who was beautiful and who was entrusted with great responsibility. Uh, and because of, of this angelic being's beauty and 
responsibility, power, that being in fact, in fact fell and was cast down. Now, this is actually very similar to a passage that we find in Isaiah 14, where uh, God is speaking a word against the king of Babylon. And so there's, there's a correspondence here. King of Tyre, king of Babylon, a word spoken against, uh, against the, the king. And, and we have a, a similar thing that takes place. So listen, if you will, to Isaiah 14, and I'm going to share verses 10 through 15. With one voice they all cry out, Now you are as weak as we are. Your might and power were buried with you. The sound of the harp in your palace has ceased. Now maggots are your sheet and worms your blanket. So the, the fall of the king of Babylon is, is met with others who had seen his power saying, Well, now you're just like us. So this pride has led to, to the fall. Then we get to verse 12 here. How you are fallen from heaven, O shining star, sun of the morning. You have been thrown down to the earth, you who destroyed the nations of the world. For you said to yourself, I will ascend to heaven and set my throne above God's stars. I will preside on the mountain of the gods far away in the north. I will climb to the highest heavens and be like the Most High. Instead, you will be brought down to the place of the dead, down to its lowest depths. Well, it seems quite clear that actually both of these are in reference to a fallen angelic being, and it seems specifically we're talking about Satan. We're, we're talking about uh, his fall and his casting out. And, and as we're seeking to apply this, uh, to our lives, we, we really, I think, are meant to, to learn the lesson about pride. That where, where there is a common connection between all of these passages and the references seems to be people who uh, have amassed great wealth, who have great beauty, who have great power, that there is a great temptation toward pride. There is a temptation for all of us to put ourselves in place of God. That is to say um, that, that we would um, put ourselves in the place of authority as the reference point for the universe. Quite often in prayer, not only do we take that kind of prideful attitude, but also we would, um, we would place ourselves above other people, uh, over other people, and, and the thing is, when we are filled with pride, though we might in pride place ourselves in God's place, seek to assert ourselves into God's place, that we are in pride never more unlike who God truly is. It's very interesting that pride would make us want to try to put ourselves in God's place, but in pride we are never more unlike God. Those who are filled with pride, taking God's place, His authority, placing ourselves over people, when in fact God came down to us in Jesus Christ. He came, He, he tells us, not to be served, but to serve. 
and to give his life as a ransom for many. He came, stepped down out of heaven. The one who was rich, had all the riches of heaven, stepped down, became poor for us so that we might become rich by the grace of Jesus Christ. I want to share with you as we close from Philippians chapter 2 and beginning in verse 3, this is who God is. This is what God is like. And so if we are willing to surrender that prideful impulse to try to be put in God's place, to try to be put over people, and we will instead humble ourselves and receive Jesus Christ, what we find is that we actually do become like God. We don't take God's authority, certainly not, but we do take on the character of Christ. We might have an impulse inside of us to become like God, and it is fulfilled when we surrender our lives to Christ and we become like Him. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though He was God, He did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, He gave up His divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And may we all take Christ as our Lord today and allow Him to change us, to renew us, restore us in His image. And may it be so, in Christ's name, amen. Amen. And friends, until we have a chance to speak again, I pray that God would bless you and that He would keep you.